Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So it's the usual, games, movies, TV, but I believe this one was recorded around Christmas. It's probably a lot of Christmas talk, which will probably feel weird at this point in time. So you'll have to excuse that. If you are listening, watching, or however you get in this podcast, please do consider subscribing. It's a big help to us. And we will love you forever for it. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline Podcast. Hello. You alright? Can you hear me? Well, the screen says you can, so I have to go with that. Um, so, you alright? How you doing? You well? Keeping well? Good. Um, I'm a day late and a dollar short. Not that it makes a massive difference. Because um, you won't get this for like three weeks. Also, everything I'm going to talk about. Doesn't make a massive amount of sense in about three weeks' time. So there's that to consider. But nevertheless, I'm going to read through my extensive list of things to talk about and see how we get on. So, we had Christmas. We're now in that limbo between Christmas and New Year where... You don't know what day it is, you don't know what time it is, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where you should be, what you should be doing. But it's happening, so there we go. Um, yeah, I had uh, five days with all the girls, um, just nice, busy, hectic, stressful, tiring, um... But all the good stuff at the same time. Um, coming up to Christmas and getting all presents sorted and stuff, making sure that everybody who needs one has got one and making sure that they're delivered in time. There was only one that I didn't manage to um, get to the recipient in time, but that was largely to do with the fact that... Um, People were basically protecting themselves um, from any potential virus situations as uh, as it got close to the time, um, and I absolutely respect that. So uh, I still have said gift here, um, but I'm out and I'm doing my deliveries. Take something here, take something there, take something all over. And as I'm doing my deliveries, I started realising that I hadn't put a lot of effort in. And that sounds worse than it maybe is. But I still felt really bad. So uh, a few people got um, cardboard boxes taped shut. Uh, it's okay, I'd taken the effort to uh, scrawl their name on the cardboard box in pen. So there's that. Uh, one person got a bag from the place 
where their gifts came from. Uh, it was a paper bag, and their gifts were just in the paper bag. Um, the gift that I've still got here is just in a reusable shopping bag at the moment um, because as it was I didn't need to deliver so I didn't do anything about making it presentable and as I'm going around doing all my deliveries I'm like man I really didn't put all that much effort in it was made worse when uh, I went to drop Paul's present off I was like here you go Paul here's a, a, a lovingly wrapped brown cardboard box taped shut there you go there's your christmas present and his uh his response to this was oh here you go here's two very nicely wrapped boxes as i i think this was maybe what started the realization that i, I hadn't maybe put the effort in that i should have done um so and it just made me start to think like was that was that a symptom of everything else? Was that a how I was feeling Christmas-wise? This Christmas has not been... I don't want to say it's not been good, because it has. It's, it's been a good time. Um, and like I said, you know, I rattled through all those other things, stressful and crazy busy and all of that. I realised this evening that I barely remember parts of it. Um, but there's been realizations this Christmas, and I think it's that realization that no matter how much I tell myself that I like and enjoy Christmas, I'm starting to wonder if that's maybe not the case. I'd always argue with people like, oh, you hate Christmas. Like, I don't hate Christmas at all. I love Christmas. Now I'm starting to think maybe they saw something that I didn't. Maybe I do. I don't know. So now I'm wondering if the the, the distinct lack of effort in um in my in my gift giving gift presentation, shall we say, is a symptom of uh of that. It's been it's been a tough one this year. This one this year this one's been tough. Uh, there's a couple of other things that I'll go through, um, which might sort of highlight, uh, yeah, things. Um, completely completely aside from um, from Christmas, just for a minute. Um, I've been walking the dog, as you do, a fair amount. Here, there, and everywhere. Um, we've got into that point now where we basically take the same route. Um, I was finding that he was struggling with new routes and different going different ways, and if you do it in reverse and all of this, so we just go the same the same route this these days. Um, my intention is to change that, um, but if I'm honest, it, it's largely anything for an easy life at the moment. Um, so we, we go on our little route and we go, we go up the street and down the road and round the corner and there's a point where we actually double back on ourselves uh, and that's all around missing out a particular road because, um, 
uh, it's a busy road and I don't think he was enjoying like the cars and stuff so we just uh, we double back on ourselves and all of this and for a while there was like this this corner where I was like oh man it wasn't cleaned up after that dog that's just not on and obviously you get that thing where a lot of times if it rains you know, somebody not cleaning up after their dog's not a massive issue um, but then there are the other times where it doesn't rain and you've just got this you know dog mess that you have to avoid um time and time again eventually it went and then what must have been a day a couple of days later two two feet away from where from where the dog duty was there's more i'm like i mean this is getting this is this isn't on whoever's doing this shame on you between then and now the dog poo um, in the area where we walk has gone up ten times. It's everywhere. Now, I seem to remember, long-time listeners might be able to tell me about this, but I seem to remember that at some point, I've talked about this before. I don't know whether it's a weather thing. I don't know if it's like when it's the winter, maybe a year ago. Maybe it was a year ago I was talking about it last time. I don't know what it is. But I seem to remember talking about this previously. Like an increased amount of dog poo in the area around where I live. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, you're walking a dog. Are you sure it's not your dog? I am sure because my dog likes to go to the toilet before going for a walk. He's got into a little routine, and I'm like, yeah, it saves me having to saves me having to deal with that out in the street, and uh, especially if it, you know those times that he'll do a a not so nice one, a not so uh, solid one, let's say. Um, you don't want to be trying to deal with that in the middle of the street. I've been there. It's not fun. Just, it's it's a baffling concept. Um, I I don't get it. I don't understand what the what it is. There was a point where I passed a house that's on a corner, and before I got to the house, like the grass verge next to that house, there was just a pile of dog poo that's where somebody has taken the time out to allow their dog to do a pile of dog poo and then just walk away from it because they've had to stand there and allow it to happen knowing full well they had no intention of cleaning it up just walk away so yeah just a little get a little rant out there one of these sort of Christmas realizations, and I, I I talk about this, you know, year in year out when we're talking Christmas and we're talking what goes on at Christmas. I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's to combat what I'm dealing with at Christmas, what I'm going through at Christmas, what 
uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Um, I've done like a massive uh, stand-up comedy binge. Um, every year we have to watch Richard Pryor. Now, I was always under the impression that it was Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip. But when I was watching it the other day, um, it's called Richard Pryor Live in Concert. I don't know whether that's something to do with it being on Netflix. Um, I watched all of the Bill Burr stand-ups back-to-back. I watched two of the three Burt Kreischer stand-ups back-to-back. And it's just this this need, this drive, this, this absolute must that I have to get. Comedy, stand-up comedy in my life at Christmas. You know, I've always wrapped presents to Richard Pryor year in, year out. Didn't this year. This year, um, who was it this year? It might have been Bill Burr this year. But I have watched the Richard Pryor one. Do not fret. Um, but yeah, it's made me wonder what the... What the burning desire? Is it purely just to put something on in the background while you're wrapping presents? But surely not, because I've watched somewhere in the region of heading on for like 10 hours worth of stand-up comedy, and I tell you this much for nothing, I did not spend 10 hours wrapping Christmas presents. Another thing, I feel like I'm recycling content, um, but another thing that I weirdly think I might have talked about previously even though my podcast thing told me that uh, I hadn't listened to this podcast I'm pretty sure I had and I'm pretty sure I've talked about it why am I talking about it again you ask we'll get to that so I listened to the 2019 New Year's Eve Hollywood Babylon podcast. And it was hilarious. Not what you might think for the content of the podcast in the segments that they do and things like that. Not the fact that it was New Year's Eve. It was the fact that it was New Year's Eve 2019. And Ralph Garman was talking about how 2019 had been a terrible year for him. He'd got divorced. His father was dying. Uh, just waiting for the, the last bits of his father's life. But fret not, because 2020 was going to be a much better year. You've got to laugh. Uh, Kevin Smith talking at length about the uh, the upcoming projects he's got in 2020. You know, 2020 is going to be a great year for both of them. And on and on and on they go about how 2020 is going to be the best year. Obviously in 2021, going into 22, we now know that that was pretty much the furthest you could get from the actual truth. Um, yeah, you kind of have to laugh, uh, but not really. So, one of the things that I've been dealing with, one of the things I've been struggling with, is what I've entitled Christmas Disappointment. It's hard to explain, but I'm going to try. For Christmas this year, my two eldest children got 
bunk beds as like a starter for 10. Now, it's not a starter for 10 because it's a massive thing. It was a massive project to undertake. It was a massive job to do. But it got done in time. Uh, when, when they arrived at Christmas Eve, they were greeted by bunk beds. And I wanted to believe that they were going to absolutely lose their minds about having bunk beds. But then I was also consumed with this belief that for some reason, even though I know that these children want nothing more than bunk beds in their lives, I had this belief that they were going to be disappointed. Why? I don't know. I don't know. And then I'd go on to think about their presence. Well, you know, they didn't actually ask for all that much. And Father Christmas, I had a feeling that Father Christmas was going to bring them what they'd asked for. But what about the rest? Oh, what about this? Are they going to like this? Are they going to enjoy this? Is this them? Is this their sort of thing? My youngest asked for stuff. Father Christmas was going to deliver on those things. So in theory, she wasn't going to be disappointed. But what about the other two? Being at the ages they are now, they are now I'd just thought by now they'd have started getting to a point where they would have a long, long list of things they would want. And I, you know, I have these these reasons and the things that I think are the reasons that they don't specifically ask for things. But at the ages they are, you know, I would have thought they'd have been like, oh, I want this and I want that and I want the other. I know I was at their age. I'd get an Argos catalogue and just circle things, like on every page. So I'm like, are they going to be disappointed? Are they going to be disappointed? Then there's other people, it's like, um, people I bought for, Paul, uh, Sam, Tom, and it was just non-stop. Oh, um, you know, did I get the right thing? Did I get enough? Did I spend enough? What if this person tells that person what I bought them? Are they going to be like, well, I didn't get that. I got this. And that's not as good as that. Or yours is more expensive than mine. Or it was this. Non-stop. And that then put me in a position of spending more money and more time and more effort and more, 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 more. And no matter how many people said to me, it's fine, you don't need to do this, you don't need to go this far, you don't need to spend this much, I couldn't stop, it was just this driving force, this belief that people were going to be disappointed, this person's going to be disappointed, if I don't buy this, are they going to be disappointed? And you hand over your gift and you're like, I believe this person's going to be disappointed. They're going to open their gift and they're going to be like, wow. I mean, you put loads of effort into the wrapping and now I've opened it. And I mean, did you even bother? Some some of those gifts that I bought, some of those gifts took me weeks to sort out. For one reason or another, weeks to sort out. 
But all I could think was, so-and-so is going to be disappointed. So-and-so is not going to think this is a very good present. I need to put more effort in. I need to put more time and more effort in. I need to do this because this person is going to be disappointed. Some people's gifts I doubled. Some people's gifts I considered doubling because of the absolute driving force that was this person's going to be disappointed. What's that? What's that all about? Is that a society thing? Is that a me thing? Probably a me thing. What is that about? The complete obsession that people are going to be disappointed. And in the end, I had to just resign myself to, fuck it, they're going to be disappointed. And there's not much else I can do without going like into crazy, crazy numbers, money-wise, and so on and so forth. That's all. That's the only option I've got left. Were they disappointed? Did they open their gifts and go, wow, nice gift? Who knows? On the flip side, I know I opened a lot of gifts that I went, oh my god, that gift's amazing. An amazing gift. Like a, a gift... You know when you have that thing where somebody's like, oh my god, I got you a present and I've left it at home. So you get it like a day later, a couple of days later, whatever. I had one of those, and it's one of the best gifts I got. One of the smallest gifts I got is one of the best gifts I got. And ultimately, as I said you know, to my children, the best Christmas present is getting to spend time with my children, with people. People that, you know, in my family, the people that I care about. Maybe, maybe that's a, maybe that's a sign. Maybe that's something I should take forward. So, does anybody remember the, the lose ten pounds in December challenge? Um, it wasn't looking great at the start of the last week. I was. Um, I think I'd lost like six pounds. I had four, four to go. Not overly achievable, or was it? Because I'd lost four pounds or something the week before. So I was going for it. First two, three days, not great. Then I stepped on the scales and I'd lost two pounds. Halfway there. Gets to the point where it's two days to go, two pounds to lose. Step on the scales with one day to go, one pound to lose. Christmas Day, I'm like, come on, think, think thin, think skinny, think lighter than air, think the thoughts that are going to make it so that when you step on the scales, you are the weight you want to be. So I step on the scales, and the scales said this, you are... Heavier than you were yesterday. I was like, ah, there it is. And then the scale's like, however, I'm not done yet. You are maybe, just maybe, the same as what you were yesterday. I was like, okay, okay, you know, we're settling, you know. Maybe if I breathe in, maybe that'll help. So I was like, okay, I can, I can handle that. 
Scale's like, all right, I was joking. You've lost weight. You've you've achieved the 10 pounds you wanted to lose in December. I was like, oh my word. That's amazing. And as a final thought from the scales, the scales said, go on, why don't you have yourself another pound? 11 pounds lost in December. My mind was blown. I could sit down. I could eat my Christmas dinner. I could enjoy it. I had seconds, as I do like to do on Christmas. I'd been out for a run in the morning to pay for my Christmas dinner. Everything was amazing. It was a great time. It was fantastic. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? I set these things up, but you know, you know what's coming. You know what's what's really going on here. So the next day, Leanne comes to me. There's a problem. Okay, what's the problem? I think the scales are broken. What? I think the scales are broken. What makes you say that? Well, I stood on the scales and I was uh, six pounds lighter than I was yesterday. Okay, that doesn't overly make a lot of sense. She's like, yeah, it gets worse because then the scale started going down and down and down and down and down and down. And by the time it finished, I'd lost another seven pounds. I was like, shit. So, the question is this, ladies and gentlemen. At which point did the scales break? Because, as I, eh, you know, maybe maybe you just had them like they weren't like flat or they weren't in the right place on the floor or maybe, maybe they're okay. So I went and showered and I got on the scales and the scales told me that I was seven pounds lighter than the day before. And uh, then it just started going down rapidly i think i ended up a stone lighter like yeah those scales are broken but when did they break so since i wrote down on my list talk about the fact that the scales broke um furnished ourselves with a new set of scales it was it was unavoidable we needed to get some as the ones we had were broken. Obviously, we prepared ourselves because, as anybody will know, if you buy new scales, you have to expect a difference. One scale is going to weigh you one way, one scale is going to weigh you another way. You can guarantee the new scale will always weigh you heavier. So, scales come, we did the, oh, let's try them with all of our clothes on. Uh, Yeah, that wasn't great. Mm, Wasn't great. What was worse was when I stepped on them this morning with no clothes on, and the scales told me that I was nine pounds heavier than what the other scales told me I was. 
X number of days ago. So there you go. Did I lose £10 in December? Who knows? Am I £9 heavier than I thought I was? Maybe. Who knows? So yeah, that's fun. Uh, weirdly, having spent so much time and effort, so much energy, uh, the running, the watching, the eating, the working out, the the I'll just I, I won't eat this and I won't eat that and I've just got to get it there. I've just got to make it. I've just got to cross the finish line. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was all for nothing because now I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, you know, the scale's broken. I'll just, uh, just have some chocolate, yeah, because it's Christmas. The one phrase that I spent the entire month of December trying to avoid, I'll just have that because it's Christmas, isn't it? Would you like to know the number one phrase? from my house for the last few days so and so can I play with this is it just a normal child trait so I don't know if my if my memory or recollection or whatever is skewed because I had a sister and you know as a rule, or as a, not as a rule, but as a, you know, a generalisation, boys don't overly want to play with girl toys, and eh, more often than not, girls don't want to play with boy toys. Boy toys are cooler, though, let's face it. All my children care about is playing with somebody else's toys. My middle daughter is just all she wants to do is play with other people's toys. It's it's absolute bonkers. So all I've heard for four days is so and so can I play with this? So and so can I play with that? So and so can I play with this? Oh, can I play with this with you? Can I play with this with other? Non-stop. I'm like... Here's an idea. Why didn't you play with your own toys? I, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that things are getting used. I'm glad things are getting played with. But... Is that just a, a child thing? I don't really remember it. Is that just what kids do? A kid's more... That, that seems to fit, doesn't it? Kids are more interested in other people's things than their own. Yeah, maybe that's it. But yeah, whew, there's been a few points where I've been like... How about we stop saying, can I play with this? Obviously, I never say things like that, but... So, we're going to talk entertainment now um, and it's one of those um, there's a lot 
there's a lot to go through. A um, couple of things I'll skip through. A couple of things I'll talk a bit more about. Um, first thing that I'm probably just going to skip through is uh, I've made it to Series 4 of Burn Notice. Um, as I keep saying, I'm not like actively watching it. I just put it on if I'm eating or doing something. Um, lying on the sofa with the dog sort of situation. Um, unfortunately for me, Series 4 introduces a character that I never overly got on with. And I'm pretty sure he's in it for the rest of it. I think so. Uh, the character of Jesse uh, comes into it in series four. And I was like, oh, no. I never, I never liked Jesse as a character. Um, but still plugging away at it. Um, still enjoyable. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how we get on with it. I watched a film last night. I watched a film last night and the night before, but the film I watched before was V for Vendetta, and uh, I think I've reviewed that about nine times on the podcast. Uh, here's a film I haven't reviewed on the podcast, but I have seen before. Uh, I noticed on Amazon Prime, I think it was, scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through, hang on, what is this? The film Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I'm going to say something right now. That is probably going to be considered to be quite controversial. But I think the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels could be. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it could be. One of Michael Caine and Steve Martin's best films. Respectively. Now, I, I I love a lot of Michael Caine's films. He's done some amazing films. And I love a lot of Steve Martin films. Man With Two Brains, L.A. Story. You know, great films. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is fantastic. Uh, if you've never seen it, it's about uh, a couple of con men that uh, end up sort of going head to head against each other to win uh, a bet they've got going over uh, a con, uh, a lady. Um, it's fantastic. Um, obviously considered a comedy with with Steve Martin's uh, addition to it. Um, Michael Caine not massively flexing his comedy muscle, however, does have an awesome scene where he's um, <coughs> whipping Steve Martin's legs. Fantastic film. Like I say, it's on Amazon Prime at the moment. Probably won't be by the time you get this podcast. So, mm, if you get a chance to see it, if you've never seen it, it's tremendous if you've seen it you haven't seen it in a while give it another go absolutely stands up now great film let's talk computer games um 
It's one of those things, having revealed the addition of the PS5 to the house, no surprises, the games are going to be heavily PS5 based. Or are they? Are they possibly going to be PS4 based, but played on a PS5? Let's find out. I was playing Deathloop. Was is the key word there. Uh, no, I haven't finished it. Uh, I've had to take a um, enforced break, should we say? Um, it's good. It, it is good. I was really enjoying it. I was having a real good time playing it. It was keeping my attention. It was keeping me occupied. And then it did a thing. And it did a thing that reminded me of another game. And the thing it did that reminded me of another game was what killed the other game for me. It started doing a lot of backwards and forwards. Go here, flick a switch, then go to a different area and do a thing. Once you've done a thing, come back here, flick a different switch, go to a different area, do a thing. Rinse and repeat four times. Not fun. In the words of Sam Muscroft, don't waste my motherfucking time. Anyway, managed to get that done. It was all productive. Do feel that it was just dragging things out, purposefully just dragging things out. So we got past that. There'd been an area I'd been to previously. There's a there's a party in Deathloop, and the idea is is that you can get everybody to go to the party so you can kill everyone at once. That's the idea. Or one of the ideas at least. I'd been to the area where the party was previously, earlier in the game, and had a real tough time. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and do other areas in the game, go and do other sort of mission-y type things in the game, hopefully level up, hopefully get better weapons, hopefully get better abilities, and come back here when I'm sort of more powered up, in all sense of the word, to take this on again. So, I went and did those things that I mentioned, and I came back. Now, at this point in time, this area is the only area I have left to do in the game so at this point i'm like i'm probably in the best position i can be to do this and boy was i wrong uh i've done it two or three times and went into the area the uh, the woman who is like the the main bad guy i guess uh she appeared both of two of the times i did it took two of my three lives which the area i'm going into definitely going to need all three lives one of those times i just went to the exit to sort of reset the day and start again another time i ended up getting killed and a third time i don't even think i got as far as the area i'd gone in the wrong way and just got obliterated by all the enemies in that area and at this point i went this is starting to feel a little bit control-esque. Play an entire game believing that you're going to get powerful enough to do the end. To then realise, oh wait, 
no, I'm not powerful enough to do the end. Luckily for me, I have plenty to play, so made the decision to, quote-unquote, come back to it later. Like I said, I've got plenty to play, though. Um, I have played the PS5 version, or I've been playing the PS5 version of Spider-Man. Um, no surprises. It's the Miles Morales Spider-Man. No surprises. It's exactly the same as the PS4 version. So, there's that. Um, I actually bought the PS5 version of Jedi Fallen Order because it was £16. Uh, Fantastic, I thought. And then I found out, hey, if you put your PS4 version into the PS5, you get a free PS5 upgrade. So that was fun. I have played one of the PS5 specific games, um, which is Astro's Playroom. Played it more because I wanted to play it with the girls. Um, and we did. We had a good time playing it. It's fun. It's designed around getting to know the uh, the new controller and the new control system. And it's also set as if you're playing inside the PlayStation 5. Fun, but it's very platformy and I don't do the platforms. Speaking of free PS5 upgrades, I wanted to give a mention to the fact that something I found out recently is if you own certain PS4 games and you put them into your PS5, a big chunk of those games have free PS5 upgrades. You just get a little box that pops up on the screen of the game and it'll say, do you want the free PS5 upgrade? You say yes. And as long as you've got the disc in the machine, you can play the upgraded version of the game. So I've been basically popping in PS4 discs left, right and centre and grabbing all the PS5 games. I got three new games for Christmas. Um, Riders Republic, which is very, very reminiscent of SSX. Uh, I got the Crisis Remastered Trilogy. Uh, and I got the game I'm about to talk about, which is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, two of those three games got free PS5 upgrades. I was ecstatic. So, Guardians of the Galaxy. A game I wasn't sure how much I was bothered about. A game that, as time went on, started getting good reviews. I watched some videos. I still felt like I was a bit weirded out by the fact that you've got all of the Guardians in the game. But you only get to play as as Quill. You get to play as Star-Lord. Or as he's known, one of the worst Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, made me feel like I didn't really care about the game. Game comes out. Game starts getting good reviews. Starts winning awards. And I get a little bit more interested. So yet again I try and watch some videos. Watch some reviews. And see what it is that this game's about. And basically you play as Peter Quill. Star-Lord. And you've got the jet boots. You've got the, the visory helmet thing. And you've got blasters. Laser blasters. Whatever the hell those things are. 
You also have access to all the other Guardians. Rocket, Groot, Gamora and Drax. And you have like a like a control panel system where you select the Guardian you want to use. And you tell that Guardian what attack you want them to do. So Rocket can throw a grenade. Gamora can use her sword to slice things. Drax can use his knives to attack stuff. Groot can use his vines to pin people down to make it so they can't run around all over the place. And you get to blast them. You can upgrade yourself, Star-Lord, and the other Guardians. Get better um, like cooldowns for weapons. Get better abilities. Get more abilities. So... What do we think? What we think is, so far it's been really good. So far it's been really enjoyable. What I thought I was going to hate about it, and just having the one Guardian to play as, and as I said, what is probably the weakest Guardian, it's not that much of a problem. You get access to the others, you get them to do stuff for you when you're just wandering around the levels. Sometimes you'll need something hacking, so you tell Rocket to do it. Sometimes you need something cutting open, tell Gamora to do it. Big heavy things moving, get Drax on the case. Need a bridge building, tell Groot to do it. It's a beautiful game. Uh, That's another thing that really should be mentioned. It is beautiful. The set pieces are amazing. They look amazing. The colours are super vibrant. PS5 upgrade, so uh, big win there. Looks amazing. Um, Yeah, super colourful. Game's got like an 80s music soundtrack, which, bit of a double-edged sword if you ask me. Some music in the 80s was okay, but a lot of it was crap. And there's a lot of points in time where music's come on and I've been like, Ugh, really? You're going to pick some good music? Overall, I've not played a massive amount of it. Um, I've, been, I've been building some Lego I got for Christmas. So I've only played, I think, a couple of hours at this point. Gonna have to make a decision this evening between Lego or Guardians. But I am hoping to get some in tomorrow uh, and beyond. Um, so I'll keep you updated. I'll also, if I play any other, uh, any of the other games I've got, I will keep you updated on those as well. And that... Ladies and gents, is that. At this point in time, I'm going to say I hope you had a good Christmas. But at this point in time, I'm also going to say I hope you had a good New Year. Because it'll be well into the New Year before you get this. Big thank you from me for people that do keep listening along. Big thank you if you're a new listener. Just big thank yous all around. Thank you from CookieCast for yet another year of podcasts. That's it. I'm going to catch you guys later. There you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another year gone, I guess, from the time it was recorded. Big thank you from me and everybody here at CookieCast for listening to us, watching us, or interacting with us wherever you can. Wherever you get your podcasts, please do consider subscribing. It's a big help to us. It means we can continue to bring you amazing content. You can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com. There you'll find different ways of getting in touch with us, and we encourage you to do so. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.